Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Welcome to the Action Network Podcast, the number one show for the invested sports fan. All right, here we go. What's up, Degenerate Nation? Welcome to the Action Network Podcast. This is the weekend betting review and a little teaser of the college football conference championships. I'm Stucky, and with me, as always, is Colin Wilson. We'll also talk some NFL and Monday Night Football. What's going on, Colin? We can rejoice and celebrate. The Arkansas Razorback season is over for over half the college football teams. The season, the misery is over. Eight current positions in FBS are open. It's like dominoes. I mean, one one coach leaves for one. I hear Fuentes is rumored for the Arkansas job. That means Virginia Tech would be open and then another job would be open. So it's going to get wild here pretty fast. I hate to start the podcast off with sad news, but... <laughs> positive news for the Arkansas football program, the university, Fayetteville. It's sad news for this podcast, for Action Network, Arkansas University. People don't know this. This is breaking news. This is why you listen to this podcast. Recently reached out to me and I accepted an offer (laughs) to be their next head coach. I'm looking at you now, and you already have more passion than Brett Bielema, and you're already smarter than Chad Morris. So let's run through the NFL first. We'll get to some of your questions. We'll talk about the college football weekend. We'll go through our best call, worst call, bet regret. And we'll also just throw in a quick best call, worst call of the season. By the way, if you're not familiar or you're a first time listener, you don't listen to other episodes, well, our fantasy episode, we have the three or four of the best fantasy rate. And they rate them like an independent agency rates them. We've Three or four of the best in the entire industry. They do their fantasy episode on Tuesday nights, comes out on Wednesdays. Wednesdays, Chris Fraybon and I record the NFL preview. That comes out on Thursdays. And then Colin and I, of course, record our college football preview episode on Thursdays, which comes out Friday morning. And I'm so excited for this episode because like it is, it's gonna be 10 games, 10, 12 minutes 
on nine of the games, and then we'll spend a couple minutes on uh, Central Michigan, <laughs> Miami of Ohio. But let me recap NFL real quick. Cue the music, Maddie. Tampa Bay beats Jacksonville 28-11. My two biggest mistakes, the NFL. Look, it works out more times than not. I played two numbers, and I wish I didn't. The Giants got this seven, and I had to take it. Go, Pat, go. And the Jazz got the plus three at home, and I had to take it. It sucked. Nick Foles turned in to Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston had no turnovers. One of the most important nuggets I can give you in the NFL is snow overs. Snow overs have hit over 65% of the time since 1995. And that's against the close. So the totals usually drop because, hey, I mean, go look at that Giants-Green Bay game. I mean, they're just wide open touchdowns. The snow is good for overs. The perception is just good for unders, so it's a double whammy. Packers win 31-13 over the Giants. If you don't believe in the Packers' defense, their defense creates havoc. The Packers are fine. They're going to make the playoffs. Their defense is going to cause chaos and have one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. It's a crapshoot. Pitt wins 20-13. I have the Steelers. I have the under. But let me tell you something. I was wrong in this game. And I covered. And I had the Steelers. I told everyone to get the Steelers. One of my main caps was the Steelers come out with their hair on fucking fire. Nope. Not how it happened. It was the Browns fucking up. My man Duck. It's duck time. The Skins beat the Panthers 29-21. Christian McCaffrey came into this game with more touchdowns than the entire Redskins team. That's defense and special teams included. Uh, Dwayne Haskins threw for 147 yards. And the Redskins won 29 21. They outgained the Panthers 362 to 278. I mean, oof, that's a bad look for the Panthers. That team might die down the stretch. Titans beat the Colts 31 17. Let's give credit to Ryan Tannehill, man. Man is playing well over the last month. The Colts, they are who we thought they were. But they don't have a fucking kicker. How many times a week does a, a nobody like me need to yell about an NFL franchise? That wants to go to the playoffs. That's sitting at six and five. And this man is not only missing kicks for you, he's giving the other team seven points when he misses. I mean, good God. The Eagles lose 37-31 to the Dolphins. The Colts will get away from the Vinatieri because that's the most embarrassing loss of the day. Uh, I mean, the NFC East. The Redskins are still alive. Redskins might win the division with seven wins. <laughs> Honestly. The Bengals beat the Jets 22-6. This goes back to my previous point. No team is as good or as bad as you think they are in the NFL. The Jets won a couple games in a row. People started believing and saying, darn, oh, no, it's the Jets minus three. Stop, 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 stop. It doesn't, it's an NFL team. There's no Akron's. There's no UMass's. The Jets scored six points. It was 22-6. Thursday night football, by the way. That's all about the Bills. Look, the Bills impressed me. Josh Allen is starting to get more comfortable. I'm still not a believer in them as a contender. The Cowboys, just all this talent. They need to make a coaching change. It's it's unbelievable. They were shooting themselves in the foot. But I have to credit the Bills. They were better than I thought. They played nobody all year. I was wrong on them. I had the Cowboys in a tease. I upgraded them. Bills deserve to win that game. The rush defense is still weak. I still don't believe in Josh Allen. But that team is so well coached. And their defense will play for you, not give up big plays. The Bills are good, people. Not a contender, but they're good. 
Saints, yeah, they beat the Falcons 26-18. Matt Ryan almost got murdered. Uh, the Bears beat the Lions 24-20. Whew, now we have Bears fans talking about playoffs. They're next. Welcome to Jets world. And let's get to Ravens. Ravens won 2017. Probably the biggest mistake that I made. You know, I talk about buying low, selling high. I should have sold my Ravens this week. You know, just on, they're probably not as good as the market is leading on to be. But I, I started to worry, like, do I not know the ceiling? But I was like, ah, it's still the NFL. Everything I always preach myself, but I didn't do it. I had the under. Jimmy G looked lost. Justin Tucker, as clutch as it comes. I'm a traumatized man when it comes to kickers, which makes me love Justin Tucker so much more than I already do. But just to know that your kicker is going to go out there, doesn't matter what rain or wind, 49 yarder for the game, it's an amazing feeling to know he's going to make it. Uh, Jimmy G, people are like, oh, Ravens, 49ers, Super Bowl repeat. Nope. The 49ers defense is legit. Kyle Shanahan, great coach. Robert Salah, I mean, they have great coordinators. Jimmy G's not ready yet. Maybe he will be, but he looks scared. He had one touchdown pass. It was a prayer. What I will say, though, one of the things that the 49ers showed, Marcus Peters, who's my boy, he's crazy but I love him on the Ravens. He can't tackle. Earl Thomas also, at this point in his career, doesn't want to tackle. And there were multiple plays where that showed. The Ravens are legit. I fear what Bill and company with the hoodie. He's probably in a basement right now in Houston just scheming up some random defense we've never seen for Lamar. I can't wait for that game. That's hopefully in Baltimore. I did just want to cover Patriots, Texans. There's going to be a lot of talk about the Patriots now. Are they done? Or is Brady done? Is the offense broken? Yes, the offense is broken. The Patriots aren't done. We didn't learn anything new today. The Chiefs are at the Patriots next week. You know what? I wanted the Chiefs. It's like a four-point dog. But now I'm seeing this line at two. Look, we didn't learn anything new today. The Raiders' defense still stinks. But, I mean, look at the Chiefs' score. This is what people see. The Chiefs won 40-9. to if you didn't watch that game, take a look at the box score. The Raiders averaged 5.8 yards per play. The Chiefs averaged 4.4. Raiders had 330 yards. The Chiefs had 250. 250. It's one of the most fraudulent scores you'll see all year. So everyone sees how the Chiefs roll the Raiders, blah, blah, blah. And then the Patriots look terrible in front of everybody. We didn't learn anything new. Like, the Chiefs are good. The Patriots' offense still stinks. But don't you forget, there's a reason why Tom Brady is 29 and three against the spread after a loss when he's an underdog or a favorite of less than seven points the next week. They'll have a game plan. They'll probably end up coming out and running right down the Chiefs' throat. Way more to come on that game later in the week. So that's your NFL recap. We'll close with the Monday Night Football preview, but let's get to college football. Crazy weekend, Colin. On our live show, we covered Thursday. Arkansas covered blah, blah, blah. The Egg Bowl, there was people peeing on the field. But we're going to move on to Saturday. We'll just get our worst call out of the way for both of us on our live show. I said, look, there were some heavy – there were some big groups that I know that were on the over in Ohio State. And I didn't care because I believe in the Ohio State defense. But the people that I know that were telling me this, they were spot on. I bet Michigan live, I don't even hate my live bets. There was nothing more wrong than Michigan could have done if they tried. Everything went wrong, but there were 10 yards per play Ohio State give up. There are holes on that defense. The schedule hasn't exposed them. That secondary is vulnerable. Agree or disagree? 
100% agree. Uh, I'm going to start off making that my worst call. Uh, we mentioned it on the podcast that Rutgers was able to put up 21 points. Two of those touchdowns came from explosive plays. Penn State was able to put up 17. One of them was because of a J.K. Dobbins fumble. But other than that, they were able to drive it plenty of times down the field. And the more I watched Michigan go up and down the field, whether they scored points or not, all I could think of is the team with the best defense is going to win the national title. That's not Ohio State. That's definitely not LSU. So, I mean, if we're, <laughs> if we're throwing teams off the boat that, can't, that don't have a secondary and can't stop explosive offenses, LSU and Ohio State are off the boat. And that's really leaving me defensively, Clemson, Georgia, Utah. Although Utah secondary is susceptible to, to, I mean, USC exposed their back seven also. So, I mean, Stuck, I watched it and I thought to myself, why am I not doubling up on as much money I have as on Clemson? Clemson's the best secondary that's left. And you know what? I'm tired of this national narrative. You want that number one seed so bad because you don't have to play Clemson. Why the hell isn't Clemson the number one seed? Why is everybody so scared of Clemson? If I was the number one team and I was the number one seed, I wouldn't be scared to play anybody. I'd play anybody anywhere on any field. I'm going to play devil's advocate. The reason you can't put Clemson as a number one seed is because of the exact reason what we are talking about right now. Ohio State had some flaws exposed against the Michigan offense that has been playing really well, right? Would you agree with that? Yeah. And Jay Patterson played really well. Well, the week before, Penn State's rush defense the whole year. You can adjust for opponent all you want. And I always say this in podcasts all year. There's a difference to when you actually step up and play your first elite team. You, it's very difficult to adjust for that. Penn State's rush defense got exposed. Dobbins ran all over them. But Clemson has yet to face a team, and we believe in their defense. We believe mm-hmm. in Vanables. We believe in the transformation to a different scheme. But they haven't played anyone. That is why I would not put them as a one seed. And I believe in Clemson. And why I also say the national narrative, and I contributed to this narrative why the one seed is important for ohio state in particular uh-huh. ohio state and what we've looked at in the numbers last couple of years is vulnerable to explosive plays right you know won't exploit that georgia if georgia wins the sec championship georgia gets in lsu gets in clemson ohio state uh-huh. if you put georgia as the four versus ohio state that is the matchup i want as ohio state then right would you yeah, they're not going to do that, though. They're going to put Georgia over the three. But I'm just L- saying. LSU but, yeah, absolutely. That, that, is, that is what I would want, yeah. But to me, Ohio State has problems on the offensive line, too. Two weeks in a row, they've been exposed by heavy sack rate front defensive front sevens. Fields holds on to the ball too long. He tries to make things happen. And how he survived that looked like maybe a hyperextended knee or getting rolled into his knee, I thought he was done again for a second week in a row. I mean, you can only do this so much. You've got to get rid of the ball. You can't keep trying to extend plays. The, the college football playoff is going to be filled with defensive lines that are going to get to Justin Fields. LSU Nation, I know Colin is turning on you quickly. <laughs> um, I'm not. The reason is because I trust your offense. And last week, it showed me – I think there's holes in LSU's defense. I think that there's uh-huh. holes in Ohio State's defense. But last week showed me a lot. And look, I know Texas A&M ain't winning the national title. But Kellen Mond – went 10 of 30, 10 of 30 for 90 yards, no touchdowns, and three picks. That defense was called out. Uh I mean, included. They were fired up for that game, and they showed out. So that LSU defense 
got bumped up by me. Kelman is a very good quarterback, by the way. Got to give credit to the LSU defense there. Listen, I want to clarify. All right. I, I think LSU absolutely deserves to be the number one seed. They've played the schedule and beat the teams, and I think that they deserve to be the number one seed, and I think that they are the best offense in the nation. The defense has scared me ever since they gave up over 30 to Vanderbilt. And, and you know, I've read enough about the LSU defense. It's just missed assignments, missed angles, missed tackles. And if they've cleaned all that up, then this is the best team in the nation. But the reason I am tweeting out Trevor Lawrence hitting Justin Ross in stride, Trevor Lawrence hitting T. Higgins in stride, is because that's not what was going on the first week, six weeks of the season. He was throwing the ball up in the air, letting them jump up and try to come down with it. It was a lot of Stanford offense from last year playing tip ball. That ain't happening anymore. This Clemson offense is finally looking as smooth as a Ferrari as LSU is on offense. So if LSU's cleaned up the defensive play, I'm not going to turn on you guys, but it needed to be cleaned up. I mean, you got to be called out when you're giving up that many points. Just to wrap up the worst call, yeah, absolutely calling the under. I thought there was some weather involved. I thought the, I thought these defenses on paper looked like two of the best in the nation, and and I was wrong. So, uh, you know, good for the people that called the over on the Michigan-Ohio State. I'm not going to take anything from anybody about the the Memphis and Cincinnati under because that thing landed 58 and I had under 57 and a half. So I'm not going to, yeah. you know, no apologies for that. But, yeah, worst call of the day was, was uh, Ann Arbor in the total. We're going to get to our voicemails, by the way, in a little bit. This is the unluckiest college football year I've ever had in my life. But this is why you need to keep things in perspective. And if once you get serious about this, I always track next to all my bets, my spreadsheet, lucky, unlucky, and I do it the next day, right? And I've been so unlucky the last five weeks. How many pick sixes have I had? I had Stanford this week. I had Wyoming this week. So it gets old, but there's been two or three. They're always on Van Pelt. But last year, we need to remember, this is just one season of one year. Last year, I had everything go right. I look back at my numbers last year. I was extremely lucky. So, you know, when we talk about like, hey, the Bears, the Rams, there's regression coming with their luck, their fumble recoveries. Last year, I recovered every fumble. This year, I haven't recovered many fumbles, but was kind of due. So it sucks, but if you were with me last year, it was kind of coming, and you know it's all about the long term, but it sucks. I sit there for 16 hours until 4 in the morning with Hawaii, and I grind it out. I think I lost 0.08 units yesterday. I had a decent Friday. So we didn't, we didn't go 4-17-1 like the last couple weekends, but look, been very unlucky this year, but we were very lucky last year. Shout out to people that calling me out like during the Hawaii Army game. I am awake. I'm writing a column just so everybody, so it's ready to go at 6 a.m. I am watching Hawaii. I, lo- I, I was watching that game the entire time. So, I mean, yeah. you know, tough loss. But, I mean, when, you, when, you, when Hopkins goes down and everything else for Army falls apart, not going to win the game. Yep. Uh, my best call, by the way. Mm. Cats, cats. Northwestern, let's go. My best call actually was not betting Michigan State. But Northwestern dominated, dominated Illinois. I know Illinois had some guys out, but please. It looked like it looked like a, a number one team in the nation playing an FCS school. Northwestern in the first half had 35 more plays. This is one of the worst offenses. One of the worst power five offenses we've ever seen. Northwestern finished with – all Northwestern did was hand the ball off up the middle. The entire game, or Marty kept it. They're like 19-string quarterback. Northwestern finished with 433 yards. Illinois had 160. I mean, it was 
sad. Um, and then also I would say Syracuse plus four, one of my worst bets the weekend, closing line value-wise, because it closed seven or six and a half somewhere. And there was all these guys apparently out. Someone texted a bunch of guys out for you. But there was no – like, DeVito was out. I don't give a fuck if DeVito's out. The difference between him and the backup is nothing. Clayton Welch season. It's just like the Arkansas team. This is what people have to remember. When you watch these line moves, sometimes they're complete overreactions. You can't just follow them blindly. You know, sometimes it's smart money that knows something. Sometimes it's completely speculative. Sometimes it's just fucking nonsense. Well, it's the mumps. It's, it's the like, mumps, but like yeah, it the was, mumps. you texted me. I was like, who the fuck is this? Is it their, like, the, what's it matter? They still have nobody important back. It yeah. wasn't, it was back. It was depth. It yep. shouldn't have made that over two touchdowns. That was a regret of mine not to add to it. But I was like, Missouri's still a corpse. But the same thing with Cuse. Like, the, I thought the rule they changed at college was the ball, ball gets blown dead in overtime. If you're up and you turn it over. It's, it used to be the rule, and I found they changed it. I guess it's not a rule. And if you had the under 68, Syracuse had a pick or a fumble strip <laughs> stick no, for 95 <laughs> yards to win 39-30. The over-under was 68. The worst thing is not not just me. I mean, I'm glad for the win, right? Because it was also a part of my um, the round robin that I filmed uh, with my grandmother was Syracuse was in there. But the worst part was not like flying off my couch and screaming like how great that was. But I couldn't clip it. Like I couldn't show the world how great this strip and run back was for a touchdown in overtime because it was on Fox Sports Net. I don't. Even, I, I this is like the channel I watch the Royals on. I don't even know what channel that was on. FSN. Whenever it says FSN <laughs> on the top of the action app, I'm like, what FSN? That was a great strip. That was a great strip, great run back. Oh, by the way, before I say worst call, we, before we move on, we both have mentioned Kansas. Let's tip our yeah. cap to Baylor. They fucking showed up. Tip the yeah. cap to Baylor and uh, uh, also Matt Rule. I think they're being disrespected in the look headline. We will dive so deep into that matchup later in the week. Uh, your best call of the weekend, go. Uh, best call of the weekend, I'm going to say Auburn. I know it's going to fall into my box score fraud, but, uh, you know. Yes, sir. <laughs> they're going to fall into my box score fraud. But, I mean, my other options, uh, I could tell you how boring it was to take an under 66 on Oregon, Oregon State, and then finish with 34 points. But I think I'm going to go deeper into that in the Utah matchup about what Oregon's offense and defense is doing. But I'll just go with best, you know, best call is Auburn. I mean, I know maybe that leads into box score frauds, okay? So Auburn had 150 or less yards. A uh, 100-yard pick six, a 24-yard pick six, a halftime field goal that should have never been spotted and be able to hike and kick. And, of course, Bama special teams, which has never let us down in a money spot. All of that combined to get the straight-up win at home. I still feel comfortable with the plus four. Even if some of those things don't happen, I think the Auburn plus four still covers. So, Yep. But at the end of the day, special teams matter. We said it was a coin flip, and we said it could come out of the kicker, which is even the punter – a pump block, and at the end of the fucking game, Nick Saban can't even get fucking 11 kids on the field. He's got 12. Like, get fucking 11 guys on the field, man. Find a fucking kicker. It's not that hard. Alabama is not in the playoff, and their special teams are a joke, and I'm glad that it made us money. Yeah, I mean, I, I listen – I came, we started these po- the podcast, we started our podcast right after the 4th of July, but I came out and said, Alabama's not making the playoff. Crickets. People in my DMs, you're crazy. Alabama's not making the playoff. I don't care if it's plus 250. I don't care if it's plus 300. They're not making the playoff because the SEC West is catching up. 
because Tua is uh, – I said – I mean, we said this in the summer. I don't think this kid can stay healthy. He's proven he can't stay healthy. Jalen Hurts saved him in the SEC Championship last year. Listen, I'm not surprised by any of this, but the, the thing that I love this week that I'm going to enjoy on Tuesday night is when I flip on the ranking show and these people that are on TV that are qualified to watch all these games and talk about the college football playoff ranking can finally stop telling me that Minnesota and Alabama are going to be in the top four because I'm, I've, I've had enough of it. I've had enough. I'm glad it's over. Yeah. All right. By the way, before we move on, it's time for a rant. All right. Let it out. This is your rant of the week. Yeah, look, I lost Stanford. Whatever. Shit happens. I have Wyoming plus 11 and a half. Thank God I also had the under. I'm playing an option team. There's two minutes to go. They're at their own 20. 20 mile an hour wins. You need one first down, the game is over. You can punt it. I cover an option team. It's Air Force. They throw an 80-yard touchdown. That's all I'm saying. I can't relive that. Um, all right. Uh, let's move on to bet regret. Every gambler knows that feeling. Let's talk bet regret. Spy Washington. I love Leach. I love his postgame comments. But look, Lake calls him out every year and the man won't change. You had him in a money line parlay, Colin. A complete mismatch. And until Leach shows me otherwise, there's no reason not to bet Washington in that matchup. And I didn't. You did. Yeah, bet regret for me is going to be Georgia Southern. I know it's kind of a small Sun Belt team, but you yeah. talked about it all week. Yeah, I talked about it all week. That in the Sun Belt, it's imperative you get seven wins, not seven. six wins. Georgia State was able to get those seven wins by Dan Ellington playing with a torn ACL. Once and the Lion came out as seven for us. And the game the Lion came out as a seven. So once Georgia State achieved uh, that seventh win, they didn't feel the need to play last week at all. And Georgia Southern, who was on six wins, ran them over. No sweat, no issue. Talked about it. Had zero dollars and zero cents on it. Lesson for next year. Yeah, that's a good one. All right, the question I want to do, I want to ask before we get to voicemails and questions uh, that we got on Twitter is this is probably, look, I told you, your poll skills aren't great. My poll skills a little better. I'm kidding, by the way. Your poll skills are okay, but that one poll was horrible. But one of the good polls that I gave yesterday was LSU beats Georgia in the SEC Championship. Utah wins convincingly against Oregon, and then Oklahoma wins convincingly against Baylor. Who do you put in, Oklahoma or Utah? So I posed this question to Twitter. The poll results, I forget which one was ahead. It was 55-45 or 54-46 last time I checked. It was basically split. These are two conferences that the committee hates, but in this circumstance, the committee will have to take one of them. Do you think it comes down to how much either one wins? Because I can say... That Baylor right now does look a little better than Oregon, but Utah looks a little more dominant right now than Oklahoma. So deciding which one of those goes, does it come down to who's ahead on Tuesday and they keep it that way? Or is there some other deciding factor? Where Um, do you you think the committee's going to go? Where I think the committee's going to go, and I hate to say this, (laughs) I think OU is going to hop Utah. You know, just on brand name alone and for ratings purposes, Oklahoma over Utah in a college football playoff and uh, is going to be big money. Uh, I think that they have, I mean, moving Baylor up five spots last week was a clear sign that the committee has set themselves up 
to give a reason why they're going to move Oklahoma as a Big 12 champion over a Pac-12 champion, Utah. I think it sucks for Utah. Been on this team since Jesus, since, since last year, I was tweeting and writing about him. I think my write-up from last year, if the national championship mentioned that it was going to be all over Utah in 2019. But Oklahoma is being set up to hop Utah because of Baylor's placement. Oregon's loss didn't do any favors for the Pac-12. It doesn't matter how much Utah wins by. And by the way, it's going to be hard to win by like 50 on the sod of, of, uh, of, of Levi's Stadium in Santa Clara. And, I, and the thing is, I think it should be reversed. I think it should actually be reversed because – Losing to Kansas State, I think, is inexcusable. And Utah losing on a Friday night at 8-4 and four USC, I think, is excusable. So I think Utah should be the team it's in based solely on that. But who do you think – you're saying who you would put in, but who do you think ultimately gets in? Oklahoma ultimately gets in. They're just setting – the committee's just setting themselves up to give themselves a reason to put Oklahoma over Utah, and that's what's going to happen. Look, I'm going to go through every conference really quick here. AAC, it doesn't matter. Memphis, Tennessee – they're going to play again. We're going to get into that matchup all week. We're going to talk about it all week. We're going to talk about it on the podcast later in the week. ACC, Virginia beats Virginia Tech. Finally, it's taken 15 years. It was a hell of a game. You hold on. Clemson wins again. It's a 28-point favor. We're going to get into the line. Read Collins' opening line reports. Read where you should bet, where you shouldn't bet. Uh, Syracuse covered for us in miraculous fashion. I'd BC, by the way, Lynn Bowden. Got to give him a shout-out. Ran all over Louisville. Uh, Georgia wins 52-7. Uh, Miami didn't show up. It's one of the best bets I've made all weekend is not betting Miami. Everything told me to do it, but that team didn't show up. Big 12, Baylor, props to them. Oklahoma, they cover for both of us. Showed up start to finish, didn't turn it over. Texas finally woke up. West Virginia upsets TCU. TCU offense does nothing again. And then Kansas State ends up beating Iowa State. Pretty disappointing year for Iowa State overall. Even though they have a good resume, I love Campbell, but what they ended up producing, fairly disappointing. Rice beats UTEP, minor nation. Didn't even cover against Rice at home. Uh, UAB beats North Texas. I didn't even mention that as a beat of mine. I mean, Jesus. I had North Texas plus three and a half, and uh, oh. North Texas throws a pick six late to not cover. Fun. Uh, Marshall wins in overtime. Western Kentucky wins. Charlotte wins. FAU wins. FAU, UAB. Conference title next week. We'll be all over that next weekend. Nothing really to cover there. The Big Ten, Nebraska, corn. Thank you, Duncan, by the way. Clutch kicking. And thank you, Ferenc, for not being conservative for once. Even though the, the call was overturned in that first completion, he just aired it out, and Duncan made two clutch kick kicks and in true Justin Tucker style was just blowing kisses to the sideline. Scott Frost. Guess what? He didn't want Joe Burrow. He said they have better quarterbacks than Joe Burrow. <laughs> Tough times in Lincoln. They don't even get bowl eligible. Uh, Wisconsin rolls Minnesota. I took a little tiny piece of Minnesota live, but the conditions called for a minute, uh, Wisconsin play, and I didn't bet it as I should have. P.J. Fleck secured the bag at the perfect time. Props to you. Indiana, they beat another team with a losing record, and they had to do it in Double overtime against Purdue. Uh, Michigan State, 1916 over Maryland. What a stunningly impressive win at home. Uh, Michigan State's going to go to a bowl as a corpse. And Penn State, 27 6 over Rutgers. What? Uh, Mac, we talked about Kent State. We want them in a bowl, right? Yep. We just, we need Flash Fast and Sean Lewis in a bowl. 
Mountain West, uh, Boise survives Colorado State. I finally won money on Colorado State. I bet them for a little bit live. Air Force, uh, don't want to talk about Air Force games ever again in my life. San Jose State, I got lucky on. Hawaii rolled Army. Didn't matter that the quarterback got hurt. That was the right side. The fraud that is Nevada. Lost at home to UNLV in overtime. And uh, San Diego State beats BYU 13-3 with their backup quarterback and suspensions. Ugh. Jeez, pick it up, BYU. Pac-12, Oregon wins 24-10. Great call in the under. Tailed a little bit there. You pointed that out to me. Stanford, mm, nope, not talking about it. Arizona State beats Arizona 24-14. <laughs> Cal, UCLA. UCLA got something to go in for my life. Nope, not talking about it. Washington, we've already talked about that. And then Utah covers again, brother. What can Utah do more to impress people? They are beating the market every week, right? And you're on it every week, man. And yeah, I know. We're going to ride the Utah train until it doesn't cash, and it shouldn't have cashed last night. I mean, they had to have some a uh, l- little bit of fortunate events to actually cover that number last night. But, I mean, they're, they're beating everybody. They're beating Vegas. They're beating, uh, they're beating all the talking heads on the East Coast that don't want the Pac-12 in it. All right. Before we get the voicemails, answer a couple of your questions, and then Monday Night Football, the fuck out of here. Box score frauds, start to us. And now, box score frauds. Box score frauds. Virginia was fortunate to get four turnovers from Virginia Tech. Uh, we finally got that Hendon Hooker game that we've been waiting for, uh, where you know he he just he we couldn't find the kid's ceiling. So the Hokies uh, had a fumble INT three times in midfield. Uh, they had a fumble touchdown in the fourth quarter, made all the difference in the world. Congratulations, Virginia! Your gift is being a four touchdown dog to Clemson. Ball State outscored Miami of Ohio 27-0 to in the second half. I don't know if Miami of Ohio just had a look ahead to Detroit, but if you go ahead and read the column that went up today on the Action Network, you'll see that the Gabbard kid from Miami of Ohio is injured. He is questionable this week against Central Michigan. Uh, Eastern Michigan had less number of plays and more yards uh, against Kent. A couple of INTs, turnover on downs, missed field goal. Uh, that's what did it in for EMU. Purdue had two turnovers and more yards and took Indiana to double overtime. And I'm not really sure this is so much to say something bad about Indiana. I think it's more of what Purdue is and how they're being coached by Brom. This is a complete play over the total. Once we start getting some things coming out next spring and next summer here, I'm going to love Purdue next year. Uh, We mentioned Auburn already. We mentioned Oregon. There's some problems with this Oregon offense. Of the 24 points that Oregon scored, one was a kickoff return TD. One was, and then the other two were a field position start on the Oregon State 39 and the Oregon State 27. Uh, Last one, Navy benefit from five total turnovers. uh, And they scored a touchdown in every single red zone attempt. Navy overs are solid. All right, I asked her some questions. We're going to do it rapid fire. Matt Leitman. Hey, Stock, did you happen to see Brown Steelers second half market? Steelers laying three turf at half with Baker uncertainty after going off as small dog notes as unique case, but could be an interesting topic to discuss. Uh, it is, but I honestly, uh, I, to, I didn't pay much attention to that second half market, but I will say like last night with Hawaii, and I ended up being dead wrong about it. I said to myself, Kelvin Hopkins, if he can't come back, Army's fucked. And that ended up being not the case. It was their defense that was fucked. Christian Anderson was fine. But I couldn't even look at that second half number at all without knowing the quarterbacks. Like, it's, it, it's really difficult to get news on. It's not a 1 o'clock NFL game. In the case of quarterback uncertainty, 99% of the time, I avoid it. But it's a good question. What? I, what? Clay Helton's getting fired? All right, live, live breaking news. Cadcom, what are you reading? I'm reading from 
very reputable news outlet saying that Clay Helton is being dismissed. So I am shocked. Eight and four with that schedule and the amount of injuries they had made improvements to the offense. I think that's a serious, that's the biggest job on the market. And now Urban Meyer can leave Fox. So Southpaw Hack, what up? You always tweet at me. Love you, brother. You're asking about a Utah 120 to one. Midsman, what's the word on Utah, Oregon total? Sides seem pretty spot on. Uh, so right now uh, it's out at circuit 50. Uh, that's been replicated uh, in other places. Uh, I projected at 57, but I completely understand why this is at 50 and not 57. There is rain in the forecast every single day in Santa Clara all the way up through kick. Uh, the turf at Levi Stadium is going to make it hard uh, for any explosive plays to happen. Uh, anybody that gets loose can be caught. Uh, the way the Oregon is playing these days, I'm not sure. The total is still maybe a little bit too high. Uh, that offense has regressed. Both these defenses are fantastic. Uh, the weather and the sod on that field give it every reason why this total should be set at about 50, so I think it's correct. Uh, and I would actually still lean under even though this is way under my projection okay before we get collins i'm gonna make him do rapid fire just one word or two because we're gonna go into so much depth into all the conference championship matchups this is what we'll be doing all week we're gonna have enormous write-ups and previews read them become an edge subscriber it's less than a starbucks caramel macchiato you know a bitch that's what i get though those ice ones in the summer but that's what it is for subscription, and that supports us. There's no ads, and we just put so much time into what we're doing. And that's all we're going to be doing over the next week for our own bets and to put out great content uh, to support our editors and our site and our app. And we all love living on our fucking app because that's what we do all weekend. But before we get to Colin's just initial quick thoughts on mine as well, let's listen to the voicemails. Bad beats, back doors, and miracle covers. However you're feeling, we want to hear from you. You have reached the voicemail box of the Action Network Podcast. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. Let's check this week's messages. Some people like to enjoy the day after Thanksgiving, Black Friday, shopping and battling other people at the mall, at Walmart, Target. Some people, like myself, enjoy torturing themselves on the couch, trying to watch Memphis cover uh, the opening minus 10 against a backup quarterback in a Cincinnati team playing for next to nothing. And, of course, they can't do that. Then go watch TCU vomit all over themselves against a f***ing dead-in-the-water West Virginia team. Can't complete a f***ing pass. Max Duggan couldn't hit sand if he fell off a f***ing camel. And there goes West Virginia team total win under five. Now I got to go to Schenectady to cash a f***ing push. Thanks a lot, TCU. The horse in Schenectady. Those who listen to Francesca, Scotty, leave off, Restivo. Everyone from Long Island and New York will know this. If not, Google or YouTube, uh, the horse from Schenectady. Just, it's a funny clip. Moving on. And sorry, by the way, that West Virginia TCU score was odd, but TCU stinks. Jack from Baltimore, Maryland. War damn f***ing eagle. I've been watching a lot of Iron Bowls. About 25, 30 years worth. I think that one may be more absurd than the kick six. Saban finds a way to choke on special teams. Every bounce goes our way. Gus on magic. That's the beauty of college football. One W in the whole season is a winner. 
The whole season is a f***ing winner. Bo Nix season, boys. Bo Nix season is damn right. We didn't spend much time on Alabama Auburn because we weren't that surprised with the result. I mean, right. Alabama, they have great receivers, by the way. Waddle, give them $14 billion. Just sign them. Yeah. He's, he's not, not going to go to the draft next year. But, God, that guy is so talented. But Mac Jones is who we thought they were. Yeah. And people, the CBS announcers, oh, my God, Mac Jones, he ain't through 300 yards. He has NFL receivers. And, again, the Alabama defense gave up 50 points with two pick sixes. But it was Bo Nix. Bo Nix season, baby. Bo Nix season in full effect. And the special teams sucked. All they can do is return it. Make a 30-yard field goal. Like, come on. I know is after that game is that you're going to be the first in line for a Bo Nix Heisman uh, ticket in 2020. War Eagle, baby. Hey, it's Brad from Alabama. Just got home from an awesome game. But got a word for Colin. What's up with these round-robin parlays, man? Why aren't you posting them? They're, they're money, but you just never post them on time or you don't post them at all. Do your job. Do what we pay you for. Post the picks. We don't want to see a dissertation on Havoc ratings and spreads for every single game. Just post your picks. Post the round robin. Thank you. All right. I will say before I let you go into that, I know you're excited. I feel like you did your legendary grandma. You did a video about it. You always do a video yeah. about it. Uh, but I will say, Colin and I will do, uh, before bowl season, a dual video. We're going to do a video. Him and I. We'll put up a uh, a video of a round robin parlay. You know, the more profitable round robin parlay. We'll we'll come and do it. We'll send them both to our editor. Whoever is more profitable, and I hope they both are, because I'll be betting his. So he bets mine. But if there is one that's more profitable, we'll have a we'll have a bet on it. We'll come up with it, um, and we'll we'll end up paying it out when we're in Vegas for the national championship. So that'll be fun. But Collins been doing his round robins every week on video, and like his grandma became an internet sensation. So I don't know what that voicemail was about. Did I miss something? No, uh, I think the question by the caller was, uh, or at least the demand by the caller was, that I start putting it in the app. It wasn't so much the celebrity. You can't put them in the app. You can't put a round robin. Right. We don't have that yet, Brian. We have right. priorities. It, it wasn't. It wasn't so much the celebrity of my grandmother who. Uh, Your grandma was awesome, by the way. <laughs> she she is. Uh, she's the best. She's a celebrity in, in Arkansas. Is she retired? She's not. Uh, she actually just retired from nursing about six months ago. She was a nurse. But for is she looking for a job? Because she, we can fire you and hire her. The problem is, is uh, we don't have our our producer Matt Mitchell will not be able to bleep her enough when she there. Listen, she's old. He bleeps school, me, all right? Man. Listen, he bleeps me. We can bleep her. We'd be in so much trouble if we let get a, gave her a live mic. We'd be in so much shit. So no, I from as far as a round robin perspective goes, the app can't take round robins. And then there's a whole lot of things that go into it too. Like you should only bet twos and threes because when once you go to fours, you lose value in it. So there's just that's why I always say just do it for fun. Uh, one week we did six of seven, five of seven, three of seven, four of seven. So we, we've done really well with it, uh, and I'm glad that it's done uh, done well. And I've tried to be creative and get my you know get my girl involved, get my grandmother involved, and just kind of have some fun with it. So I'm glad that it's doing well. But we don't put it in the app because a I'm not betting as much on it as I am on single side games. Uh, your total round robin should cost about the same as one unit. And b we don't have the functionality in the app. So just enjoy the videos and, and tag along. And by you know I mean Nebraska was close, Arkansas was close for a while. So I mean at least we're getting close, and most of these teams are covering. North Texas was just as close. So it was it was it was pretty close the whole thing. Yep. We're also gonna have we're gonna do a contest on the app, and the winner of it we'll do it during bowl season, maybe through the first month. The national championship I think it's January thirteenth. Yeah. We'll be at the Westgate. 
I don't care, Colin, your love for Circa. No, but we're going to be at a booth in the middle of Westgate, and the winner of this bowl contest can come just fly your way out. You can stay in my suite, and you're going to drink for free and watch the game, watch the national championship with college basketball action. It'll be awesome, January 13th. And then one of us will pay off our, our round robin bet. And hopefully, we just sweep them all. I love meeting followers and people that use our app. It's, it's the best. Hopefully, it's a uh, Georgia versus Utah National Championship. <laughs> and I don't think that's really possible, but one can dream. Let's move on. Yeah, Ben from Lexington here. We clapped those little-ass cheeks today. We clapped those little-ass cheeks. We only covered by about 42, but that doesn't matter. And Joe Burrow's a dog, man. Joe Burrow's a dog. Colin Stuck, what's up, boys? This is uh, Brandon from Virginia. We're going into the last game. I've got five or six of my round-robin teams already through. The last team is Hawaii. I have them in the in parlays. I have them straight. I have them in the official Action Network parlay. Literally every way you can have Hawaii, I have them. So what do I do? Being a member of the U.S. Army, I am in my Army combat uniform watching this game, sweating it out, in boots, tied up. I'm just so stoked, and here we go, boys. Hey, guys, it's Rich calling from the U.K. Hey, I just want to say war, eagle, great call. You guys didn't get a ton of shit about the unders that didn't hit, but who gives a shit? those guys crushed it thank you for northwestern and i want to do a special shout out for sean zarillo uh probably doesn't get enough credit great write-up on that air force under with the weather and the wind under 41 it closed out my three-team parlay thank you you guys are the sh- keep grinding Sean Zarillo stinks by the way uh, <laughs> sean. Uh, sean does great work especially with baseball I had a beer when I was up in New York the other day with, with Sean. He's an absolutely great guy. He knows his baseball. But I will say he does. This is the one thing he stinks about. And I will. I told this to him his face. I told this to your face. I told this <laughs> I to his face. Your White Sox uh-huh. and your Reds futures. We can meet anywhere the fuck you want to meet. We could put my Michigan future. We're all throwing them in. We're going to start a nice bonfire. I'll bring the marshmallows. I'll bring the Christmas ales. My girl, great cook. She'll bring the food. We'll have a great time. None of those futures are cashing people. Listen, Sean Zarillo is the best. And if you... The uh, best. The second best. <laughs> Sean Zarillo is the best at, our, at doing baseball for us. His daily articles are baseball. absolutely fantastic. And I really look forward to doing uh, some win total stuff. I got some ideas about him and I doing some win total stuff, some things that Stucky doesn't believe in. He doesn't believe in investments in season win totals because uh, it's a really long season. And uh, get your subscription. Uh, yeah, completely agree. Yeah. But before we get out of here, a minute and a half, look at the board. Okay. As any of you can do, you can go to the action app, you click. Week 15, and what's going to pop up is our 10 conference championships. It's so sad, by the way. There's no college football on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. But it's conference championship. We get in the bowl season. We do have a game on Friday night, which is Oregon, Utah. We're going to get to all of them. So 90 seconds, open up the board to you. Let me start the counter. Ready, go. 
All right. So Oregon, Utah is on Friday night. The number opened three and a half. It zoomed up to six and a half exactly where it should be. There's going to be a lot of rain. It's going to be sloppy. So the six and a half, you're really kind of pushing it here. If you bought Utah futures at 10 to one down to plus 350, congratulations. You are in a perfect spot. We're going to be able to do whatever we want with Oregon. We'll talk more about that on Thursday. MAC championship game. We don't have to worry about whether there. Central Michigan should blow past Miami of Ohio. What you should know is that Miami of Ohio is quarterback Gabbert was hurt at, uh, in the middle of their game against Ball State. He may not play. Their backup quarterback has only had 19 attempts on, on, the, on the season, which is why Central Michigan took tremendous steam today from the opener of two and a half. Sunbelt, I have this power rated at one and a half for App State and SP Plus, just to go ahead and say, they have it at three and a half for App State. So the opener of six and a half was pounded by me. I pounded it again at six, went all the way down to three and a half where it should have been. And then Circus Sports today opened it up at six and the the rest of the market said, shit, we have got to be where Circa Sports is. Nobody with significant money has come in on ULL at Circa. That number sits at six across the board right now. So, yes, I am suggesting a play on ULL. App State has serious issues with explosive rush offenses, and that's going to be a problem for them in this game. Uh, Did you ask wrong. them why? All your boyfriends at no, Circa? I may still have a bird in flight to go take a little piece of them, too. So, Baylor and Oklahoma, these rematch games, I'm not going to get into the rematch games, Wisconsin-Ohio State, Baylor-Oklahoma. The handicap is about the same as what it was a month ago. Not much has changed there. The other point spreads are pretty much spot on. I expect them to roll. Boise State should roll. Oklahoma closed 10 Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was at Baylor. It's 10 on a yeah. We'll talk about it later in the week. Clemson, listen, for all you people that are hitting me about what happened today, I don't really want to hear about how I bet 21 and a half in New Jersey at, at, at one of the books there. If it's available and I could get a runner and I can get somebody to go hit it, I'm going to hit it and I'm going to post it on the app. And if that is the difference between a recreational better and a professional gambler is having multiple outs, finding middles, learning when to hedge, how to wash your hands and having money in your pocket at the end of the day. If a book wants to open Clemson to 21 and a half, when I've got a power rated at 30, I'm going to get as much money down as I possibly can. If you don't have the ability to do that, learn, meet people, go to fiverr.com and hire somebody in the state of New Jersey to place the bets for you. You're going to lay 21 and a half. That's how I got onto Clemson. I power rated 30. So yes, still play it at 28. In their defense, because I want this to be an honest podcast. Yeah. We don't talk about anything before. Put it in as you did, I think. I don't know. I'm, I'm literally pulling up the games right now. You put it in as one unit for Clemson yep. minus 21 and a half, and then you put it in as another one. Yep. Don't I, put the other one in. We're candid conversation right now. You have all the right to do it. You could put in another one in right now if you got it in. It's not there. The only argument that anyone could even have, and they really don't. It's a fucking free app. You could fucking put in whatever the fuck you want. But I'm just saying, if anyone wants to come at you, just put it in once, and then you notify people of what you put it in for. That's it. But the main point of it is, like, you can get in what you right. want to get in. This is what I tell people. People are like, yo, Colin just put this in for a unit. Where did he get it? The main point is, like, there are people that can get that line at that time, and there are people that can't. It's all fucking free. So the people that get the notification that this is what you should bet it at, right. and I already know Colin is in the control, they're going to bet it. The people that can are not going to bet it. But I will say, just don't put it in the second time. That's it. Okay. But to my defense, yeah. I woke up this morning to a slew of text messages, and one of them was, we can get Clemson minus 21 and a half in New Jersey if you want it. Yes, absolutely. Give it to me now. As much money as you could possibly get down, give it to me. Play goes into the app for a unit. Later on in the day. Thanks for the text, by the way. <laughs> and I, I thought we were friends. And then I started having conversations with, with somebody else in New Jersey. I said, the number's still there. 
Let's go hit it again. Oh, yeah, yeah, let's hit it. Hit it again. And then finally, after it got hit a couple times, they went from 21 and a half to 28. They didn't even, like, cascade it up. Every bet that I've ever made in my life isn't on the app. You already notify people at 21 and a half. That's all I'm saying. At the same number, the notification was out already out there. But for people saying, like, this number I can't get, that's not the point of the app. It's a fucking free app. This isn't a fucking tout service where you pay whatever the I don't I, I can't even keep up with touts anymore. <laughs> free app. The number was out there. He bet it. Most of the people that listen to this podcast are recreational betters. If you can get that fucking line, then you bet it. If you can't, you can't. It's not a fucking tout service. That's it, Colin. I'm sticking up for you. I just want people to know that I had two different sets of, I had two separate groups run money for me today in New Jersey. But the app isn't supposed to be, you know, your actual betting. You know what I mean? (laughs) So listen, I think this brings up a good point is I'm trying to bridge the gap between recreational better and professional gambler. I wake up every day in January, February, March, and April, and I scan the entire market, every state, every place for numbers, for win totals, for futures. It's the first thing, it's on my agenda. Every day I wake up, my coffee in the morning is spent looking at the college football investment futures. So if you want to complain about what I do on the app, don't follow. And if you want me to stop doing it, fine, I won't share. And that way we can just be behind, you know, closed doors and closed curtains and you'll never know how some of us work. But I'm just trying to let you guys in on exactly how we operate. I use Line Watcher and Sports Insights. I know when lines pop up immediately. Use the app as, as just a way to learn to become a recreational gambler to a professional gambler. There's also a thing of like, I know Colin is going to notify people on openers. And if I'm betting college openers, I am not notifying people also. I am not a units chaser. I've been doing this for fucking 15 years. Collins, one of his biggest purposes on our website is that, like college football openers. Like we're building a product for him to eventually be able to tell people within the second what that is. So people are always like, why do you not do that? Like my expertise is not college football openers. I will tell you that. 21 and a half, it's a fucking 20 and a half, but we don't need 14 people doing it on our site. Listen, my numbers, I'm up till one, two o'clock in the morning making my numbers. And that is out before any of our competitors. None of our competitors have numbers out before me. No bookmakers, no odds makers at any operators have numbers out before me. And I do it so that we have an edge in the market when they finally hit. If a soft line hits, you're informed, you're educated. I've already told you that Miami of Ohio's quarterback is questionable, may not play in this game. And that that line opened at two and a half today was junk. No, I didn't see that anywhere else. You can't even find it in the Detroit Free Press. This is my job. My job is to inform you and make you a smarter better before the lines come out. You know, I do it for you guys. And so I, I, when I get attacked on the app, like, you know, we can't get that number. Well, hey, guess what? We live in a world where gambling is still, sports gambling is still legal in half of our states. So someday we won't have to worry about this. What? this a, what, what? Ole Miss just fired Matt Luke. What the hell is going on during this podcast recording? More breaking news. LSU, Georgia, first thoughts? Number is exactly where it should be. I'm worried about uh, Georgia's wide receivers, especially in the first half with the suspensions. Uh, I'm not worried about Georgia's defense. That's definitely a first half under, considering Georgia won't have their top two targets in the first half. So first half under. But I did, I did, I made a 59 and a half, and it's out there at 57 right now. So take that for what it's worth. Let's move on to the Monday night football preview. Vikings at Seattle. It's a good one. We have another good one and a meaningful game in the NFC. 
Look, I have if you if you're able to tease this game with something next week or something that you like on your book, do it. It's a perfect teaser spot. I've done many many teaser articles which you can check out on the Action app and actionnetwork.com about the value of teasing a two and a half point dog, which is where this line is at, over under right around 50 through three, through four, six, and seven, uh, which you can do with the Vikings in what I think will be a competitive game. Uh, I rate the Vikings a little better than the Seahawks right now, uh, but just by a point or so. So I think that the fair line in this game is uh, you know about one and a half or two. If you can get a flat three, grab it. If not, and you want to invest in this game, wait for a spot in the Vikings Live. I know you're going to hear the narrative about Russell Wilson primetime. I've said it myself. He's been awesome during primetime. But it's just narrative street stuff. Russell Wilson doesn't wake up and take magic beans in the morning that kick in at night, that take 10 hours to kick in. Russell Wilson is magic all the time. He's not extra magic at night. He doesn't see lights and then say, oh, wow. And then his magic powers kick in. Mostly random. Uh, He's just great. He's carrying a team that has flaws. It's the same thing with the Kirk Cousin primetime. This is like the primetime narrative street, two primetime trains coming at each other. Kirk Cousins did finally get that primetime monkey off his back in his last primetime start. But this was Kirk Cousins can't play in primetime. So his magic beans wear off. And then Russell Wilson's magic beans start to kick. No, just stop. The Vikings are a better all team. Russell Wilson has been overcompensating for all the flaws on the Seahawks on their offensive line their defense and he's been awesome but this is a nine win team that has eight wins by one possession they could easily be a five or six win team even at philly last week philly ended up having all their receivers out their offensive linemen were out i mean it was bad this is the same eagles team by the way that i downgraded big time after losing to the dolphins this week so look the seahawks are not that great are they a good team is russell wilson unbelievable yes The Vikings are a better overall team. It's a spot historically where Zimmer has his team ready. It's a spot historically where Carroll has his team ready and Wilson shows up. I don't care about all that. I think that the Vikings are a slightly better team, but the market has come down a little bit. You get three, get it. If not, it's a great teaser spot or wait for it live. Should be a good one. All right, thanks for joining me, Colin. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And by the way, I am very excited, as I said before, talk conference championships. There's 10 games. 10 games, about an hour or so, we will dedicate – Seven minutes apiece to the nine main conference championship games and then negative three minutes to the MAC. There's your 60 minutes. I'm looking forward to going in-depth with Colin. We'll preview them all on the Action app, actionnetwork.com. And look, let's cherish this. It's bowl season. If you don't bet on a bowl, does the bowl even exist? We don't have any more full college football slates. College basketball is coming. There'll be news on that on the pod in the near future. Thanks for listening. Tell a friend, rate, review, subscribe, unsubscribe. Get into running for some swag. If you just leave us a review, it helps a lot. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you all later. Cheers. We're finished talking.